1: Podcast number 94 of the Texas Hemp Show podcast. I'm Russell Dowden with the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. And we are ready for our podcast number 94 as we uh, get another one in, in the books, as they say uh, over here. So joining us this week on the program is going to be cool little segment. We're going to segue from our friend Lisa Pittman. From Pittman Legal joining us here as our first guest on the program this week. And then on the second segment later in the show, we're going to bring on our friends Estella and Charles over there at the Austinite Cannabis Company. And they've got a cool event coming up here we're going to talk about and and uh, let them tell us about that and some of the cool things that they got going on their retail side of their business there in East Austin. And my co-host joining me from her home this week is Rachel Nelson. Bring Rachel in and say hi to Rachel. She's down South Austin this week. You couldn't make it into the Round Rock studio, so you're doing the show from home.
2: It is such a blessing.
1: <laughs> well, thanks for, for chiming in and doing it with us this way. It's not uh, uncommon for my co-hosts to be doing uh, the show from their studios as well. So let's talk a little hemp and cannabis. And so let's bring in our guest, Lisa Pittman, joining us here on podcast number 94. Hi, Lisa. How are you? howdy howdy uh we had you on just a, rachel and i had you on just a couple of weeks ago when we were all there visiting in dallas for the texas roundup and that was i think only two podcasts ago uh, so that was a yeah. pretty successful. yeah big d and uh that was a nice event to have all of us kind of get there and rub up rub elbows with the those of us in the space and um so good to good to see you once again this week here on the show uh-huh. we had you booked a couple of weeks back there maybe a month or so ago so uh, always glad to have you on in fact lisa for the record i don't know we had her on once last year carl and there was like almost a thousand downloads of that show i think lisa has the record for the most downloaded shows of the tech. that's not a lot but it's still the most we've ever had so you're popular on the show lisa
3: wow awesome <laughs> let's double that
1: <laughs> let's do that well Tell us about this. Uh, tell us about your new article that you, you were just working on. That's just, uh, exci- you pointed out a lot of different cases uh, where insurance claims were denied and where many were, were granted. Uh, I thought that would might be a good place to start since that was something fresh I was reading from you this week.
3: Yeah, so my background actually is in insurance coverage litigation. So for at least a decade, I represented insurance companies when they either didn't pay the claim or didn't pay it as much as the insured wanted. And um, so I was trained in that to read an insurance policy for every little detail of what might be excluded to determine whether or not the claim ought to be paid or not. And it would take me um, hours reading it several times. Um, As I mentioned with highlighter, post-its, markers, you gotta, you know, Flip the page, cross things out, come to another endorsement, go cross something else out, add something back in. You know, it's very complicated to realize what you end up with in the end. And, you know, you're a business owner or maybe you're a homeowner and you just think that you're paying all these premiums every month and you told them what you need the premiums for. And so it should be covered. Right. But insurance companies are really in the uh, actuarial game of taking your premiums and not paying claims. So they will throw, you know, just everything in the book at a claim to try to deny it. Mm -hmm. But one thing to get started with is just to look at the policy. As I was saying, people think that you can't get insurance in cannabis because it's federally illegal. And that's not true. You know, I mean, probably partly because of my background in this area. I know a lot of brokers and I know a lot of ways to get coverage. It's just a matter of what are you or how much are you getting that you've paid for? What's excluded and what's not? How much are the premiums? Is it really worth it to get crop insurance coverage if it's cheaper just to replant the whole thing and there's a limit on what you would be paid anyway, even if the insurance company would pay it to begin with. So there's a whole lot of different, considerations and so to kind of elucidate these issues how insurance companies work and things to be on the lookout for I wrote that article Mm -hmm. where I kind of look back at the past 20 years of some cases involving uh, marijuana whether it's coverage for plants that were lost or Mm -hmm. uh, coverage to repair a building that was blown up because you were making hash in your basement
1: (laughs) And that was one of the ones you pointed out too, right?
3: Yeah, there yes. were several of those.
1: Actually,
2: <laughs> this is kind of one of the um, things when it comes to cannabis and hemp that people I don't think of. I think people just uh, will sometimes stereotype marijuana activists like, oh, they just want to get high. <laughs> but you know, you don't think about all the other facets that stem from this plant. So,
3: yeah, I mean, it's a it's a business and you need to protect your business and protect your assets and protect yourself in the event of a setback. And unfortunately, you know, while hemp is legal, we're still, you know, a hundredths of a percentage point away from it being considered marijuana. So it is considered high risk like guns. And um, so that's, that's how it's grouped.
1: Well, there's, Um, um, there's not a lot, I don't know a lot of companies that, that do the insurance, but I do have one client, uh, Greg Bowman, who does the uh, commercial insurance of Texas. He insures businesses in this space, and he runs a display ad with us. It's not something most companies do. Is, there, is it, Lisa?
3: No, it's not. There's only a few carriers that mm-hmm. are writing the coverage, and it's not your state farms. Mm-hmm. It's these excess offshore surplus lines. Um, so it's a it's different type of coverage, but if you know where to look, it, it is out there, you can find it. Um, and so typically I hook my clients up with as many as five or six different brokers, and I tell them just go see who you like best, compare and contrast the quotes and the coverage, and when you narrow it down to a couple things, then let me know and I'll go through it with you and I'll let you know if you're getting what you're paying for or not. (laughs) Or sometimes I can negotiate on some things. Like for instance, there was one, it was for hemp like CBD products, but there was an exclusion for coffee and tea. Well, that was the predominantly what this client did was sold CBD and coffee and tea and baked goods. Mm -hmm. So, well, they would have ended up with no coverage because of that exclusion. So, you know, we worked to get that taken off and um so you'd be surprised that you can actually negotiate as well what your coverage is going to be
1: well that new article that you had submitted this week it'll be coming out in the october november edition kind of right in time for the beginning of our harvest season I think maybe Greg may have written something about you know that in that space, but your your article is very long, and you know what we're printing the whole thing, Lisa. Like it's <laughs> it's it's long, but you you cite all you cite all of these different cases. You know the the claim was made, and and sometimes it was granted or the judge granted it in the courts, and then sometimes uh, those claims were, were were not given out due to um, error on on the uh, the insured. So uh, it, it's very interesting. The list of those the, that you provided—it's pretty in depth—and you've got the sources with the cases on there. Uh, so uh, we're yeah, excited. It's a real
3: law review article that you're <laughs> publishing there. Yeah, in the American Bar Association. So um, I have some different versions of it. You know, I've got a shorter <laughs> one for lawyers where they, uh-huh. you know, know what it's about, and then I have the longer one that explains how insurance coverage works and. Um, how these cases are decided, for instance, um, the the judge is very limited in what they can look at.
4: Mm-hmm. It's just
3: the insurance policy and what it says, and then the petition and what it says, or what the facts of the loss are. And so either they fit together, or they don't. Um, they don't look at much exterior evidence or you know any kind of context. So it's it's very strict. Um, reading of the policy. So that that's how things get denied so unfairly.
5: Mm-hmm. But
3: but the judge has to apply the policy as a contract. So he has to apply it as written and you are held to have known what you signed. Um it's supposed to be construed in favor of coverage, mm-hmm. in favor of the insured and against the person who wrote the contract because mm-hmm. they're already writing it in their favor. So if they messed up, that's their problem.
1: Well, listen, stay right there. We're going to take our first commercial break. It's the Texas Hemp Show. This is podcast number 94. We'll be right back on the other side. I've got to ask Lisa some questions about some regulatory issues and see where things maybe are. I'll get her thoughts on maybe the smokable hemp ban. I know that's coming up for reconsideration next year or even late maybe this year, but we'll be right back. Our guest, Lisa Pittman. This is podcast number 94 of the Texas Hemp Show. We'll be right back after this.
0: away. At TFNB,
1: your bank for life, we understand the unique struggles this emerging market creates for early adopters. We love working with innovative entrepreneurs on the next big thing, and we believe hemp is exactly that. For over 130 years, we've been getting to know our clients and helping them plan for their future. Come tell us your story and plans for your venture. TFNB Bank, your bank for hemp, proud to support Texas farmers. Visit online at tfnbtx.com.
0: Hey,
6: this is Cheech Marine and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. Oh, my. Hemp Sack Bags. Preservation, protection, peace of mind. Hemp sack bags are designed for the curing, storing, and transporting of hemp and other agricultural products. Looking for the prop visit the online store. At Made in the USA and manufactured from FDA-approved food-grade materials. Hemp sack bags do not leach into your flour. Harvest season is here. That's HempSack.com.
4: Why take a chance with your hemp grow? Join Hemp Plan and avoid the risk. TPS Labs exclusive hemp monitoring program hemp plan members get one-on-one consulting from knowledgeable consultants who are available when you need them most if you want to take the guesswork out of growing hemp and focus on what matters most call tps lab today and ask for your free consultation take the next step to a successful harvest visit tpslab.com or call today at 956-383-0739
0: hey this is tommy chong and you're listening to the texas hemp show we are ATX bud tenders and we sell marijuana. Nosotros somos los ATX bud tenders y nosotros vendemos marihuana. Aquí quito tontos mal,
4: mis contito, contito mal.
0: Obviously, that was all made up, and obviously, we don't give a f- up. We will serve a cop. We'll serve anyone. Real marijuana today. Seven three seven gas bud. ATX. Budtenders.com. Contact us now and get weed cheaper than any time in your f-ing life. The Texas Hemp Reporter is available free at all CBD and smoke shops in Houston and Austin, Texas. Expanding to Dallas and San Antonio this year. Cannabis is slowly becoming legal in Texas. So be sure to listen to the Texas Hemp Show podcast every week, wherever podcasts are available. The premier hemp and marijuana advocacy publication for Texas, the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. Now in our third year with more than 100,000 copies made available free at over 1000 CBD and smoke shops in Texas. That's the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine and the Texas Hemp Show. Visit online at TexasHempReporter.com and listen wherever podcasts are available. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden.
1: All right, welcome back to the Texas Hip Show. This is podcast number. Uh, 94 this week on the program, 94 podcasts, and uh, joining us back here on the program, Lisa Pittman, our guest, and riding shotgun alongside me there is my co-host, Rachel Nelson. I wanted to ask, can you give listeners an update maybe on the hemp cultivators, uh, manufacturers, distributors, the dispensaries, the whole retail side? Uh, just any anything, the latest what uh, regarding dishes and that just the current status of manufacturing. I know a lot of folks, Lisa, are you know getting their manufacturing side of their business altered or straightened out or doing things differently uh, as as per the request of the, those recent orders. But I just thought I'd have you comment on this.
3: State and found that the manufacturing and processing ban on smokable hemp was constitutional so that stands but there is still a, a an injunction in place allowing the retail sale of it so mm. that's okay but you can't put labels on it or make your pre-rolls or do any of that other stuff inside texas according to the statute and the rules enacting the statute
1: yeah and, and it seems like some of my clients are are you know doing things and they're just they're their packaging side is now in Oklahoma, or they're just discontinued from buying from um, the Texas side, unless the Texas side is now compliant by manufacturing outside of the state. Isn't it kind of weird? It, 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 it hurts the business owner, and uh, you know, Lisa, when they have to now go to um, you know a border city on the uh, north of Dallas and in, 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 in the Oklahoma to do their labeling and manufacturing to be compliant.
3: Yeah, every which way. And Oklahoma continues to be the big winner yeah. of all of the surrounding states' prohibitions. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, and then, you know, uh, and we talked about this over there in Dallas a few weeks ago. New Mexico just celebrated. Uh, the governor announced on Twitter maybe three weeks ago that they had $40 million in sales uh, for cannabis sales, in recreational cannabis sales, just last month. Uh, so continually we see... The victors going to the neighboring states while Texas is still passing more harsh regulatory on the business owners in in the state.
3: Yeah, and, you know, Louisiana just did that this summer, too. They banned, and they made sure to be clear about banning the manufacture and sale of smokable hemp. So, I was hoping things would start to get better. They're loosening on their marijuana law, but they're clamping down.
1: On the manufacturing uh, side.
3: I mean, the Southern states have a thing about smoking because that's too much like smoking marijuana. And so like the medical program in, in Louisiana, it's like, it's a really good, serious program. But I think until this year, it started in, in 2015 or 16, um, you couldn't smoke the marijuana. You know, it had to be in all other types of methods.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but so they finally allowed that um and the governor's entertaining adult use i mean that would have been unthinkable back in 2015. (laughs)
6: so
3: (laughs) in some ways they're making more progress as are some of the other southern states which we typically fall in line with but yeah this smokable hemp thing i mean yeah Um, and then delta eight uh i haven't read the lawsuit but a similar lawsuit to the one that was filed in texas saying that the um, commissioner did not properly change the law to uh, ban Delta-8 by changing uh, how THC is defined. Mm -hmm. Same thing has just been filed in Hawaii. So we'll see
1: how
3: that plays out. Do you know what –
1: where does Arkansas fit in on all of this? I know they're kind of up there in the corner, and and we really pay attention to uh, Oklahoma and New Mexico a lot because they have stronger programs. Uh, does Arkansas have, are they um, are they on the light side like Texas, the lighter side of the cannabis?
4: No, uh, they
3: actually have a real program. Okay, um, I worked in there. Let's see, when was it? Twenty seventeen or 18, I don't know. Just gotta go look and see when they legalized. But mm-hmm. it, I think they gave like five licenses between two and five, something limited. But it was a decent medical program, you know, it wasn't one of these low THC, high CBD things. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's thriving. Um, They've been a no-fly zone for Delta-8, just their definition of THCs is, is really broad. That's really the reason why it gets banned in most states or that it's already illegal is because of how THCs are defined under the Controlled Substances Act. Not necessarily that their hemp law comes out and says, hey, this is we're not gonna let this be legal um so um so they've had kind of a tight hemp market but pretty good uh marijuana they keep rejecting the efforts to put it on the ballot though for recreational so
1: Mm. rachel do you have anything or comment or uh, a question for lisa
2: um i do actually and it's something i um talked to russell about a couple weeks ago that i wanted to ask you about. Um, so uh, recently, you know, the headlines all about Brittany Griner, and she's in Russia and poor girl got caught with a weed <laughs> vape. And now she has, you know, nine years in Russian prison. And, and now you know, our the Biden administration is like, let her go immediately. And I just find it, you know, confusing uh, from the outside looking in because I, and then I started thinking about like, wouldn't it be interesting to see like an apples to apples comparison of what would happen to you? You in Texas, like if you went to Colorado, you fly back to like the Lubbock airport, okay, and then they they catch you with, um, you know, a vape, a marijuana vape, what what would be the consequences that someone in
3: America and Texas would face? Well, same, I had that same immediate question. Mm. Um, and so I asked my criminal law, uh, my law school buddy that, you know, I work with him on a lot of criminal cases. He's in Houston. And um, I forgot what he said the punishment was. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And I don't think it was nine years, but what he brought up to me that, but one thing I don't know is didn't she have multiple vape pens because like a single one is um, a felony in of itself because it's a concentrate. But then if you have multiple, then you could get into the distribution of marijuana category. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. But Mm -hmm. what my buddy brought up was that if she had a clean record, she would get a lower punishment through pre-trial diversion and some other things Mm -hmm. that they could argue on her behalf. So it turned out that her sentence wouldn't be quite as bad as it is in Russia, as I immediately thought that it would be. Um, Texas um, has long had the harshest penalties in the country used to be texas and virginia but now virginia is getting busy on the on the bandwagon (laughs) (laughs) so we're just left back here in the dust with uh, the harshest of all laws oh goodness
1: lisa Pittman, our guest here this week on the texas hemp show podcast number 94 Pittman legal Isn't it important to know these candidates? We had an article on the last issue that's called Pot the Vote, voting for cannabis-friendly candidates this fall. I just thought I might get your comments on how important it is to to know where people stand in the political arena as we go into the primary.
3: Yeah, it's essential that you pay attention to everybody in your local races um, and your senator and your representative um, I think Texas Normal and or Texans for Responsible Marijuana Policy put out really good comprehensive voter guides that show um, everyone's voting record um, on these issues. And you should also write to them and let them know what you think, what how, what how you want them to vote because they need to hear that their constituency wants this because, I mean, marijuana proponents are kind of outnumbered in Texas still. And the politicians, all they care about is their next election, and they don't want to lose it. So if they perceive that casting a vote in favor of marijuana is not what their constituency wants or what's going to cost them their next election, they're not going to do it. So they need to hear from you um, that you support it. And the other thing, though, I mean, a, a lot of people will say, okay, You got to think about uh, something else, another strategy too, besides just voting for the pro-marijuana candidate, because you want your voice to ultimately be heard. And this is going to sound kind of harsh, but I was talking to somebody, I voted in the Republican primary and they voted in the Democratic and they just seemed taken aback. Mm -hmm. I would go vote in the Republican primary. (laughs) And um, first of all, I'm an independent and I, I vote on all sides. But I said, well, you know, I mean, you can go vote in the Democratic primary, but I want to have a say in who the winner is going to be, because let's be honest, it's going to be a Republican at the end of the day. Let's try to get the best Republican in there. And then um, when it comes general election time, you got to really think about, are you going to throw your vote away? Or are you going to give it to, you know, at least the realistic cause? And then let's focus more on educating and making donations to the lieutenant governor instead of vilifying him because he's going to win again so i mean it's just kind of being realistic about some of these things and altering the strategy and playing to what is and let's try to make change okay now they don't believe that it's medicine so that whole parading the patients up there that does clearly that does no good because we've been doing that forever what talks is money in the business case so whether it's hemp or marijuana the business case has to be made and we have to appeal to the ones who are in charge and are going to continue to be in charge for the foreseeable future so we need to learn to work with them and subversively
1: underneath them <laughs> yeah you and i talked about that in fact with rachel and all three of us when you were on the podcast there a few weeks ago and you i think we were at commercial break off air and you made the excellent point that you know how look at the energy sector in the lone star state and being i guess the one of the, the world's ninth largest economy here in texas with agriculture and Um, you know energy and technology there's so many other things that are are taking precedent with uh that contribute to a campaign like lieutenant dan patrick's campaign Uh, let's get some of that cannabis money rolling in there and and even if it is supporting him or another candidate um that that's you know we need to get that business side of things going and and that's a that's it's part of the business of politics raising money
3: yeah. I mean, whether you're in the oil and gas industry yeah. the retail industry, the construction industry, the medical industry, whatever industry you're in, if you want a say on the laws going your way, you are donating to all of the relevant people to make that happen. And so that's what we need to be doing. And you know, what I told you it was $19 million just from oil and gas alone Gosh. to Governor Abbott and Lieutenant you know, 19 million from one <laughs> industry. So just imagine, if we're not throwing any money at it, it's just a non-starter. Yeah. And you know what? I just looked at the top ten. Maybe it was a damn. I can't remember. But of course, it was a gazillion dollars for the top five or six, seven donors. But rounding out the list were folks that gave a hundred and ten thousand dollars. Like, not that much, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in the theme mm-hmm. of things, to still make the top ten list. So, you know, if our industry would get together and make some critical donations like that, um, that would, I think, make some good waves.
1: Yeah. Well, we got another minute or two here with you. I want to, uh, before we let you go here on this last segment, are our, our Delta 8, Delta 9 products in jeopardy with regard to the, uh, the interim ruling? When are they voting on that, Lisa? I heard that it could be as late, as early as November or as late as next spring.
3: Oh, on the lawsuit?
1: The yeah, yeah on the on the, on the case is um, that coming? Well,
3: yeah, so they first they have to have oral argument. That's not even been scheduled as far as I know. Mm-hmm. but it ought to be at some point, you know, and then a couple months after that, you know you would look for a ruling. So that does sort of butt us up in, against the next legislative session where you know they're going to be tackling these issues anew. Well. And, and th- 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 there again, that's where you want your voice heard via dollar signs to uh, have some influence on what happens with the laws this session
1: are you speaking at this texas hemp summit later this year but just tell us what's going on with pitman uh pitman legal
3: (laughs) yeah so it'll be november 11th and 12th is the texas hemp coalition summit at AgriLife and college station so we're gonna have a lot of heavy hitters there that's gonna be great i think i'm gonna do a lobby panel kind of Kind of going over like what to do and not to do during session, how to engage and, and things like that. We're gonna have a lot of cool panels, and of course, we'll be discussing the legal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, on September 13th, I'm giving um, a CLE, a continuing legal education that anybody can sign up for, but it's on employment law and cannabis issues, you know, whether you're a cannabis business or you're in a state where cannabis is legal. You know, there's just a whole host of employment issues that, that come along with that. Okay. And, uh, oh, and I'm speaking um, October 7th in Jackson, Mississippi at Lucky Leaf out there. Um,
1: <laughs> yes, you're always. You didn't go to uh, the SoCo when in, in Nashville, I noticed, last week. You took a break from that one. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah i've, I've done the no you know. yeah for, yeah i you saw you there didn't want to go to Nashville, but it just it wasn't good timing so but the one in mississippi is for marijuana so okay um, you know while all the other attorneys flock to the coast you know i'm a southern girl and i've been waiting <laughs> i've been waiting my time and you know this is the area i'm going after <laughs>
1: Well, congratulations on the, the, the you you just started. For folks that don't know, Lisa's got her own practice now. You've been kind of you were moving around with some other firms, but you're you're going solo out on your own now. To fire off the website, as we'll bring it up on screen for viewers to see it, but just tell them how they can get in touch with you, Lisa.
3: Thank you. It is simply pitman.legal, and my email is lisa at pitman.legal. Thanks yeah. so much for having
1: me. Yep, thank you so much, uh, Lisa Pittman, joining us here on the podcast uh, number 94 this week of the Texas Hemp Show. We'll take another quick commercial break, and we'll come back with our friends from Austinite Cannabis Company joining us from East Austin on the program this week. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back on the other side with more Texas Hemp Show after this.
4: Yeah. Woo!
0: Hey, this is Tommy Chung, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. We are ATX Bud Tenders, and we sell marijuana. Nosotros somos los ATX Bud y nosotros vendemos mal, mal. Obviously, that was all made up, and obviously, we don't give a. We will serve a cop. We'll serve anyone. Real marijuana today. 737-GAS-BUDS. Atxbudtenders.com. Contact us now and get weed cheaper than any time in your f-ing life. The Texas Hemp Reporter is available free at all CBD and smoke shops in Houston and Austin, Texas. Expanding to Dallas and San Antonio this year. Cannabis is slowly becoming legal in Texas, so be sure to listen to the Texas Hemp Show podcast every week wherever podcasts are available. The premier hemp and marijuana advocacy publication for Texas. The Texas Hemp Reporter magazine mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State now in our third year with more than 100,000 copies made available free at over 1,000 CBD and smoke shops in Texas. That's the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine and the Texas Hemp Show. Visit online at texashempreporter.com and listen wherever podcasts are available. Now back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden.
1: All right, welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show podcast number 94 this week. I'm Russell Dowden, the publisher and editor for the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. And our latest August September issue is available at smoke shops and CBD stores all around the state. We sprinkled a handful of them up in Dallas a few weeks ago when Rachel and I went up there for the uh, roundup in uh, Dallas and Uh, But we have them all over Austin. They're in Houston, San Antonio. I don't know. We're 700, 600, 700 stores uh, in the state, I believe, is about how many we're in. We're in several hundred in Austin. But one of the stores that carries us is joining us on the program this week, Austinite Cannabis Company, Estella... And our husband, Charles, are joining us here on the podcast number 94 this week. Thank you for your patience hanging out there with us as we had uh, Lisa on in the first segment there. But uh, Charles Estella, welcome to the show. Tell us how you guys are doing over there in East Austin. Doing great. Yes.
6: Got, got a little rain yesterday, so it feels a little better. Uh, <laughs> yeah, water's cool. Grass. You know, water's, water's been rained on. So I mean, the grass yeah. has been rained on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, talk about your store. Come and toke it. This is so, one of the this is one of yeah. the, the phrases you guys have. I love this. Bring up their website, Carl. This, this website is really here's your website that you guys have got up, and it's got the beautiful products uh, uh, going around here. Uh, all natural hemp. Um,
5: yes. So we have our um, CBD and hemp um, dispensary in Austin. And that's where our um, flagship is um, here in Texas. And, um, you know, we've moved into the Oklahoma scene. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like y'all were talking about um, earlier with Lisa, it's just that, you know, due to these times, we have to do all of our manufacturing and stuff in Oklahoma, but it's just made it one, a little step harder, but we're still doing business as usual.
6: One step harder, but we got fortunate. We teamed up with someone, and we are licensed, partner licensed up with the process. So it helps out to get our gummies and do things that we want to do in future projects as well, on both the 9 and the 8 side and the CB side. So
1: It's still an extra hoop, though, that you're having to jump through, right, right. Charles? I mean, you... You know, do some of the like some of my other clients have to do some of their labeling part of the business now? Uh, you know, over there on that side.
5: Yeah, that's basically mm-hmm. what we do in in Oklahoma. Is we're just getting we're doing all of our. I mean, we have to do all of our labeling, mm-hmm. all of our pre rolls, all of that stuff has to be done there. Um, and you know, we we have our dispensaries now in um, Oklahoma, so that kind of helps because it's not, I can't imagine how it'd be for someone trying locally that didn't have a facility in Oklahoma or a place that they could just go and, you know, get, do their products because it's, we're fortunate because we're in the D9, you know, the mm-hmm. dispensary side that we get a you know, um, have access to stuff like that. But I mean, it's been hard. So.
1: Well, y'all offer many different types of products and some of the, you know, you've got the the broad spectrum, full spectrum isolate. I've seen the CBGs. You've got uh, CBN. What what's a really what's kind of the bigger mover for you guys at Austinite Cannabis Company? You know, with the at the store here in Austin, what what, what are you seeing co- consumers purchasing the most of?
6: I mean, when when we when we instead of first worked the store when we first opened it up in 2020, me and her worked the store. A lot of gummies. People were really about gummies and. Tinctures were up there, too. You know, people were the fad, of course, of CBD. So everybody either wanted tincture. Everybody wanted some gummies. And then, of course, aches and pains. That's, that's a hit, you know, with, mm-hmm. the, with the grandmas and the elderly. Right. And of course, just I anybody feel, athletic.
5: Right. I feel like topicals were a big, you know, seller. But now it's, you know, now that you can have different cannabinoids, just like, you know, we have just straight CBG gummies, you know, or um, a lot of different products like mixtures you know cbn thcv um Mm -hmm. i feel like that's where you really get a lot of health benefits when you can you single out and isolate those cannabinoids
1: rachel do you have something for them
2: um, yeah, I was noticing on your website, first of all, you guys kudos for your gorgeous website and you got so many products on here. Like your, your selection is just like off the charts. So that's awesome. But I also noticed you have the pet tincture and that's something I've become interested in because my dog that's older, uh, was having a tr- trouble kind of getting around and, you know, just seemed like the joints were a little stiff and i have noticed such a huge change since i started giving her uh treats cbd treats so i'm just kind of curious if you could talk about um that it's something i've been hearing about a lot lately
5: it's a big deal especially with the weather that's been going on you know because it's all rainy i mean cbd in in dogs i feel like it's just it's, it's just like us you know everybody needs cbd in so, their life
6: so when, mm-hmm. I think when we first kind of started messing with this CBD for pets and all that was we had a, we had a he's no longer with us but we had a, a chihuahua that was with us for 16 years and of course we started this in his late age of his life so you know he was not moving as much he'll lay down and you can see you get up and he'd be kind of elbows hurting arms hurting you know he didn't want to do too much we got him some CBD and we put some CBD on in his mouth and we get a t-shirt we put it in his mouth where he didn't like it too much but we did it man he'll see him get up and he'll kick his little leg out and like Look at him, we'll be like, man, look at that dog. He's moving around. He's
5: up until the last, I mean, we literally like I feel like that was our dog that we use like CBD and THC. Like, I mean, that I feel like my our dog passed, you know, pretty happy with, yeah. you know, because I mean, I don't know, it was just the pain control is what I think it, you know, is a big deal. Yeah,
2: well, it's really a
5: night and day difference.
6: Yes. Now mm-hmm. nowadays we use it for we have a poodle too now. So we nowadays. she travels, she travels a lot. So
5: well, we do that Oklahoma we, Austin drive all the time, so we throw the dog in the back
6: and, and give her a little gummy or something to a a calm her down.
5: Or, right yeah. calm
6: her down. during the Fourth of July and New Year's, when the fireworks are popping off, you get a lot of, c- oh, yeah. of their pets to try to keep them calm so they're not running around.
5: Even in Oklahoma, we sell. Um, we, we were yeah. just out of it when we were leaving the store. There, um, we sell a lot of. I mean, so many people come in, and I'm like, "What it's is dangerous. it?" Pet tinctures and pre rolls. I'm like, okay, it's great. Hey, people you know? love their animals, you know. Exactly. You
6: take care of their animals.
1: Can y'all talk about some of the Texas brands that you guys have, uh, or, or Texas products that you would want to plug that are our fellow Texans that you guys carry there in the store? And
5: yep, so we have um, one of our originals that have like an amazing salve is um, BJ Farms uh-huh. out in Palestine. There, they do um, a salve that we've been carrying, since day uh, one. since day, yeah, pretty much since day one. And it's just, it's an old school salve. I mean, not, not old school, but it's an old school little jar and a man, jar. a little Mason jar and our customers, you know, absolutely. It's, it's, it's love it. it.
6: Mm-hmm. You know, and, um, it cheesy, cheesy. what
5: else? Oh yeah. And then we have, um, some, we have like very, rare products we have um it's not a texas brand but um we have thcv from rare cannabinoids um that we have and uh, that's just a thcv we also um carry the um tehas's um uh, tincture that he made the focus which is the thcv it's not just the isolate i think it's all three mixed in there mm-hmm. um great stuff great stuff um and then, uh, yeah. We'll, real quick.
1: well, you know, my dad takes the THCV for um, he's got a, a a mild to moderate case of Parkinson's, and when he takes the THCV, I mean, man, uh, you know, he's straight as an arrow, man. Uh, it's it's interesting to see, you know, different ones of the THCV. But but do y'all get that ever from from people for uh, for Parkinson's?
5: Parkinson's, no. You know what we do a lot of um, for Parkinson's is our Delta Eight tincture. Our seven hundred and fifty milligram. We sell a lot of that um, in Oklahoma too. Um, But that's for Parkinson's. It's I feel like with the Delta Eight or with any cannabinoid, um, a low um, dosage is kind of a better. Yeah.
1: i've heard of that too there's one of my clients is up in uh midland carol said that um at cbd way in midland texas said that her mother when she takes a low dose of a delta 8 you know uh, it it, it calms it calms that down dad doesn't want to be high despite the fact that he was a hippie in the 60s it it isn't (laughs) it it doesn't do that anymore but the T H C V doesn't give him any kind of a, th- a threatening of a high of it at all, but right. it does help with that. So uh, it's just amazing the things this plant does guys.
5: It yes. does. I mean, I have an uncle that is, um, ex military and always gun ho like, no marijuana, no this, but man, he's our number one supporter and he has a little bit of case of, um, parking. But, I mean, he lives on our product. It's crazy to know that, you know, um, that, we have products that are out there helping people and you know and for me
6: it was a mind-blowing experience to find out about hemp you know it's like of course we don't know about THC everybody mm-hmm. knows about marijuana. it's like my wife comes to us like hey we're, i'm interested in getting into the hemp industry and it's like we're learning about cbg cbn and I'm like dude what's all, all this stuff but the cool thing of all is when you see a patient come in and they come back and like you know what That stuff I took really helped me with so 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 or whatever it worked. It's like, wow, that's that's amazing to see it really change or being an impact in their lifestyle. Even if it's temporarily, but it making a change in their lifestyle for
1: a little bit. You know, know, I understand that you guys have some comedy events there once or twice a month over there. Can we talk about that? The funny thing is is when Estella and I were talking a couple of months ago, um, she said that y'all had superstar Mario Salazar. And I like I, I grew up hanging out with him, maybe I don't know. I know Mario from when I lived in McAllen. I used to see him at the at Cine El Rey. But uh, I know he came over there and, and performed. And you guys have other comics that come in and, and you you guys do a kind of a is this a monthly thing, Estella, you, that you were telling me? Is well, that-
5: yes. I mean it it's it first all just started off with just being fun. It wasn't even...
6: And back uh, when we first started. Yeah,
5: back when we first started. This was two years ago. Um, we would have Aldo come into town, and we would just... We did it as fun. And oh,
6: then, Aldo Calder. Um, Good yeah, friend of ours. Of ours.
3: <laughs> from,
5: uh, but we... I mean, it's it's so crazy that the porch used to close off and, at the back of the dispensary. Yeah. Closed the, but now we opened it up because it's like we... These shows are starting to kind of be a thing. So, yeah, we're doing a monthly. And, man rain or the heat or the cold <laughs> people come out and it's crazy and we just always say that oh and we're like oh yeah we're gonna put a show on it ends up being it's a some, blast and sometimes it's
6: like hey we're just a week out and we just you know we hope. threw it together like a friend's coming in town like hey man i'll be in town this week i'll do or something i'll like, do. You know, what do you
1: what do you say, Rachel? Let's go hang out over there for this next one of their next events. I and would
2: love to. That sounds fun. I was just yeah. actually taking a note, <laughs> so I won't forget later.
6: Sometimes we'll have to like eat those other street tacos. Mm-hmm. Or we always have those. food, mm-hmm. and we always have food, time.
5: food sold. It's the fun of just, you know, everybody smoking and it's, you know, a good old that time. That sounds awesome. Yeah. In the yeah. winter, I thought for sure, man, we're not going to be able to do you know, shows, but <laughs> we uh, did it old school style. Barrels. We put barrels. It was, it was like, a, it was going to be like a good headliner we had coming out. I was like, man, we're gonna have to go get all these heaters. And everybody's like, let's just do barrels. wood and <laughs> barrels. We did that. It was like our biggest show it we've ever good. had. It was crazy.
1: What's the, uh, I saw on the website earlier, I think there's a grappling invitational September 10th. Tell us about that. Is that, uh, okay.
5: So that was another thing that we're like, let's just see how many people, well, it it's always been, that was one of the, the communities that really backed us up. You know, when we opened up this, you know, our jiu-jitsu family, my husband and son uh, training jujitsu, mm-hmm. they were the ones that really came out and just supported us since day one. I mean, it was like, hey, you have a CBD store, now you're my plug forever. You know, so,
6: um, and we're going back to topicals. You know, we press we beat each other up. So, like, hey, topicals
0: <laughs> is a big
5: deal. Instant gratification, pain relief is what these guys want. So, um, his buddies were always talking about let's, you know, do um, an open mat, let's do cannabis and jujitsu. This event has blown up. I mean, we have <laughs> 10 matches, and I think half of them are pro, um, either brown belt or above.
6: Yeah, there's higher, rank levels, higher you know. rank levels but what's amazing to me is it started off as a small thing you know we're, we're a bunch of small guys from austin with kyle and kyle we all do jiu we all train together and we talked about putting something together because cannabis and, and uh jiu kind of go hand in hand you know it really does and um,
1: well i could see we, the recovery cannabis. aspect of maybe smoking or you know yeah. t- trying cannabis as a recovery from the workout right or before, you know,
6: I, I get in my zone and I'm out there wrestling and I'm in my zone and I'm doing my thing and enjoying it and having fun. But what surprised me is I was talking to my good friend Joe and he was telling me, you know what, we had someone apply from, uh, I think oh, you yeah. said North Dakota. That's when we knew. And this I was is like, wow, crazy. this is crazy. They're <laughs> applying to be a competitor and they're from, I think he said North Dakota, they're coming from North Dakota. And I was like, that is crazy. I mean, it's getting really big.
5: Yeah. It's <laughs> getting really big. So um this saturday we're going to have an open mat and so an open mat is open for any, any affiliation any come affiliation, on out or we'll have the mats out any um level um can come out at that time and you know it's a good time to kind of see you know what it's all about and then we'll have the um event on september 10th um that little less than a month away Man, you guys are so much more than just another CBD store.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you got events going on. And and, I mean... they had uh, – there's a truck out there. We've got to go to one of these things, uh, uh, Rachel, because they, they had a food truck back there. To, you know that thing's fired up. And then they said uh, – she said – Estelle showed me the truck, and she said that they had all their infusion products. So you can get like a – I guess a drink or something to eat. Yep. And they infuse – Oh, so you got the snow cones. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
5: all sorts of just, yeah, infused food. You know, um, that's always a fun time, and especially when we have the comedy shows. Or you know, we do a bunch of markets as well, um, where I like to bring in just your local vendors of just anything. It doesn't even have to be hemp or cannabis related. It can be, you know, anybody selling anything. We do those markets um, twice a month, and then um, so that those are all, you know we usually like to open up the, the for those.
1: Well, let's stay stay right there, guys. We're going to take a a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back and talk a little more with our friends down there at the Austinite Cannabis Company. It is podcast number 94 this week. We'll take a quick break and come right back after this more Texas Hemp Show. You tell me that I'll
4: never be.
1: FNB, your bank for life we understand the unique struggles this emerging market creates for early adopters we love working with innovative entrepreneurs on the next big thing and we believe hemp is exactly that for over 130 years we've been getting to know our clients and helping them plan for their future your bank for hemp.
0: hey this is chinch marine and you're listening to the texas hemp Show.
4: Why take a chance with your hemp grow? Join Hemp Plan and avoid the risk. TPS Lab's exclusive hemp monitoring program. Hemp Plan members get one-on-one consulting from knowledgeable consultants who are available when you need them most. If you want to take the guesswork out of growing hemp and focus on what matters most, call TPS Lab today and ask for your free consultation. Take the next step to a successful harvest. Visit TPSLab.com or call today at 956-383-0739.
0: Hey, this is Tommy Chong, and you're
1: listening to The Texas Hemp Show. welcome back to the texas hemp show podcast number 94 this week special thanks to my guest lisa pitman uh, joining us here on the well, there on the first segment of the program and then our friends uh, uh, charles and estella joining us with the austinite cannabis company here on the show and thank you rachel for hanging out with me all the way from south all austin right. from your home all the way down. There. So if you ever can't make it to the show, you can always do the show like this. We've we've done it like this many times where the co-host is, is down there. Don't I want know, to...
2: but it's just not as fun.
1: No, the show looks it's better not the when same you're here. energy. <laughs>
2: Thank you.
1: <laughs> well, welcome. I don't have
2: the green lights.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's still cool to have you on the here and, and contribute. And, tr- and Rachel writes for us and does a lot of the uh, interviews and profiles with some of the retailers that we do. So um, we'll be profiling um you guys uh we'll be profiling actually we're going to be profiling you guys in uh, the store in an upcoming edition of the texas hemp reporter here in a few months so i think uh it'll be either rachel or myself that reaches out to you for your article in the magazine coming up let's turn uh, uh i have cosmic crunch sleep gummies Uh, All of these edibles are different types of um, things that you guys sell down there on the website. I wanted to ask, what's, like, the biggest seller of all your edibles down there, Charles?
5: I'd say edibles, i still say our Delta 8s. Delta 9s come in right underneath it, like, you know, but um, the Delta 8 gummies, they really like Especially, I I think um, we were talking about this earlier, dosaging, you know. Uh Uh-huh. 50 milligrams sounds like a lot, but um, we sell a lot of 30 milligrams and we do sell a lot of 50s, but yeah. um, it, it's kind of like a...
6: We got 15s, 30s, yeah. and then 50 milligrams. Uh, 50 milligrams yeah. are... Are heavy hitters. They're so. heavy hitters for me. I, I, I'm a, I'm a softy when it comes to edibles.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm with you on that, bro. I don't... Uh, I, I mean, maybe a Delta is smokable something, but the edibles, <laughs> I... I I get I get all paranoid and geeked out, man. <laughs> That's why I was yeah. like you know, when I gave you those,
5: uh, you know those
1: those and trim. Yeah, you know what, and you know what those are on my bar at my house, by the way. So that means if they're near if they're near the tequila or the wine or something, they yeah. might get touched eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Anything for the yeah. guys, Rachel? I just wanted to get you a chance to uh, chime in and ask him about the business.
2: Yeah, you know I'm always interested to know. Um, like you know about you guys personally like are you guys native Austinites? is that why you named your shop the Austinite <laughs> cannabis co it and is. then you know what what got you guys initially interested in opening up this store
5: well so yeah so we're native to Austinite. we actually just met um like a couple blocks up from where the store is at um so yeah born and raised east austin and um and then I guess what got us into um, the the marijuana game is I uh, discovered CBD. I have a really bad lung disease, and um, it was able to you know help with my inflammation. And it was marijuana just big played a big part in our lives. I think you know since day one. I mean we were always smoking so we together. So yeah, we always
6: smoked and everything. And then my wife. Got the diagnosis diagnosis of the lung disease, so edibles became her thing. Being in Texas, it's hard to get her medication for it. She really hates being on on a Vicodins and stuff that you know prescribed medication. She she doesn't really care for it. She doesn't want it. So we of course we use the plant and we make edibles for her. And uh, my daughter, I know I'm kind of going jumping around, but my daughter she trains in Vegas a lot, so we were going to Vegas quite often, Mm -hmm. taking our daughter. And uh, we discovered in Vegas uh, RSO and, and it was right when uh,
5: and, uh, this, and I remember this very
6: well because me and Stella were driving and uh, she had took some RSO and she was like, it was already kind of late in the day. And she was like, you know what? I have not took a Viking all day today. She goes, this RSO has kept me my pain control so well that she had to take one all day. And I was like, wow, this is I said, we need this for you in Texas. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. And of course, you can't do that. But we found out ourselves like, wow, this is an amazing thing. I didn't, you know, we
5: And I was now. and I feel like I was really one of those people that were, you know, I thought we were going to move on something last year. I mean, I know everybody was like, oh, we saw it a mile away. And I was like, I didn't think we were just going to get left back here. Like, you know, it was so I mean, that's why we kind of like picked up our you know, bootstraps and we're like, yeah. we're going to go to Oklahoma. We're going to, I mean, there's going to be a way to, to make, you know, this is a medical program. And so, so,
6: so Rachel, you asked about the Austinite name. Yeah. So we are Austinites as we came from, we, we were debating, we had a couple of different names. We we're trying to think about capital city cannabis. We thought a couple of different things we went around and then we we're like, you know what? East Austin, where we're from, it's no longer East Austin where we're from. You know, uh, <laughs> it's True. Totally changed. There's a few Austinites of us left. Yeah, that's, it's still a family-owned business property that we're at. And we're originally from here, so let's call it Austinite Cannabis. And, you know, we're I love it. From this part of town. Well, I
1: awesome. love it, and I'm an Austinite, and I'm yeah. I I grew up. I went to Oak Springs Elementary right there in East Austin. I went to Keeling Junior High in East yeah. Austin. Yeah, um, from the hood. Yeah. So, but I mean. Uh, don't totally, you know, from here, and totally get it, and, and I, I think that it's an homage, homage to the the, the culture, and uh, I, I love that you guys called the kept the Austinite theme,
5: right? For sure, I think that that's what the hope is on on everything.
6: And you know, if it ever does go recreational, we'll be here, ready. Our name will be you will. You know, our brand will be Brandon, and we'll be the neighborhood dispensary out here
1: couple of minutes left before we we, we close the show. When you see states like New Mexico and Oklahoma crushing it in cannabis sales like they're doing on the recreational side in New Mexico, what do you think about when you think about a missed opportunity that Texas is, the situation Texas is currently in? Well,
6: that goes back to what she said. You know, we desperately wanted to put spend our money in Texas and open dispensaries and try to do uh, THC products here, but Texas is not on board, so we are native texas we went outside of texas to to spend our money and make a business Mm -hmm. and it's unfortunately that we have to go out of state to to build businesses and build jobs for other people because texas could be getting that exactly
5: i mean we built i just look at it in one year we built two 24-hour facilities in oklahoma Mm. in a medical we sit on two medical licensing you know where Mm -hmm. we serve medical patients and it's just like, where are we? <laughs> like, it's just, it, and it's crazy. Butch. that We're not, we're just not on board. I don't think we're going to be on board. Um, I don't think, I think it's a long shot for us. But the good thing is that Oklahoma, I, I. we kind of, sadly, we got a little bit of uh, news. We're not going to, we're probably not going to go recreational. Um. We, they didn't get enough stuff turned in by then. But we are, Um. we have a program that's going to have, that we do have that can have temporary um, licensing. So you can get a temp card um, and come and buy everything that you need to buy for 30 days um, in Oklahoma. It's just the sad things that we have to do because we're not, you know, like I can't, I can't get RSO. I can be on this medical program and in Texas, it's not enough potency for me, you know, Um,
6: To to be real
5: medicine. You know, it has to be so It just goes to show you that, yeah, we opened up two, you know, medical dispensaries in Oklahoma because Texas wasn't on board. And unfortunately, that's where we're at.
6: And then I heard you say something about crushing records of, you know, thousands, millions and all that of the states are doing, you know, there again, at that point, it's like we in Oklahoma, we're still just a medical state. So. I'm over here. Come on, man. We need our
1: terms. <laughs>
0: let us go Greg. Yes. Let, let, let recreational get... happen, even All for right.
1: Oklahoma. Uh, you know, it's such a difference with the great program they have, though, in Oklahoma. They're leading in, in a lot of categories over there. And so it, it's sad they didn't get recreational. or That's not happening, Estella. But definitely – Uh, a bonus that you are in your you guys have your foot in Oklahoma you have your foot in Texas that gives you a great advantage whenever Texas lawmakers get their acts together fire off the website talk about this event that's coming up I'll give you guys just another chance to plug that Uh, I think it's September 10th there's a grappling invitation
0: September 10th 10th, uh, we have
6: a tournament cannabis combat club y'all come on out come support Local jujitsu grapplers from Austin and surrounding areas. We're coming out here to perform and have a good time, and everyone's welcome.
5: And follow our Instagram for any other events that we got. Our comedy shows and and all the other.
1: Now, Charles, I got to ask you, what's the first rule about Cannabis Combat Club? We don't talk about Cannabis Combat Club. <laughs> <laughs> Just check it if you if you can talk about it or not talk about it. Rachel, you got any final thoughts or questions for the guys?
2: I just wanted to say that was well played, Russell.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you can talk about Cannabis Combat yes. Club. We and want to talk
6: about cannabis and can- yeah. <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> check their grappling invitation out. That's September 10th, guys. Cannabis Combat Club. Go check out. The one, the only Austinite Cannabis Company. They are right there on. I still say East First Street. I know it's says yeah. So Chavez, yes. but I still I still call it East First Street because uh, I'm from here. And if you know, you're from there here. You know, go. it's First Street, Second Street, Third Street. All of those are still the old school streets. But uh, good stuff. Check them out online. Austinitecannabis.co right and uh, their instagram page is really cool check them out on instagram if you're not following them check them out there or on facebook thank you both Uh, you guys are awesome keep doing what you're doing stay positive and have that influence i'm going to come out with rachel we're going to bring the camera and we're going to come to some comedy what's your next comedy event
5: it's gonna be in September. I think we're doing midget wrestling in the end of September
1: after. All break. hail midget wrestling. Rachel and I know yes, about. Mi- we did yes. Rachel. Rachel, we did. Uh, we interviewed midget wrestling in uh, when you were in college in uh, Texas State years ago with Weird Magazine. We did a. We interviewed those guys. That's crazy. So I'd love to yes. see the midget wrestling again.
2: We came full circle again.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, y'all take care. Thank, thank you, you, guys. Care. Appreciate you. Bye. Thank All right,
1: you. there they go. There's podcast number. 94 wrapping up here on the Texas Hemp Show. And this is our friends, uh, Cowboy Diplomacy, in the, in the background there. We had them on a few podcasts back. Uh, that's their track, Dark Days. Uh, check out Cowboy Diplomacy from Austin, Texas. Rachel, thank you for tuning in with me this week from South Austin. Of
2: course. Thanks for having me,
1: Russell. Well, stay tuned. I think next week we're going to have our friends over at Dr. Max be on the show next week uh, talking about their products. And maybe we'll get you in the studio again with us next week, Rachel.
2: Yes, I would love that.
1: Well, very cool. We'll wrap up here with podcast number 94. And thank you to Lisa Pittman and, again, to Estella and Charles over there at the Austinite Cannabis Company. It's the Texas Hemp Show. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in, guys.